BridgeBank helps breakthrough ideas actually break through and remains dedicated to providing financial solutions to the risk takers, the game changers, and the disruptors. BridgeBank, a division of Western Alliance Bank. BridgeBank, be bold, venture wisely. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio. It was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. From KQED. Mic check, check one, check two. Are we here? All right, we're here right now. Ish. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Pendarvis Harshaw, the host of Right Nowish, here today to usher in the holiday season. And you know what that means eating, eating, and more eating. Our Right Nowish intern, Corey Antonio Rose, has been thinking a lot about the power of food and the way that it can bring folks together. More specifically, how one East Bay pop up serves folks' sustenance and creates safety for queer folks of color. So as we celebrate the holidays and the end of the year, we also want to lift our collective glasses and celebrate Corey, who just went from UC Berkeley grad student and the first ever Right Nowish intern to assistant producer with our folks over at NPR's podcast, It's Been a Minute. Big time congrats, Corey. Before leaving the Right Nowish team, Corey left us with a jewel about food and community. We'd love to share it with you today. We'll let Corey take it from here. Pool balls are flying across a table on a cool Tuesday evening in Oakland. In between the entrance and the outdoor patio, there's a chef chopping up fresh herbs. Artists, lawyers, dancers, doctors, and people from all in between are in this one rooftop lounge. Some are catching up with old co-workers, others are kikiing around small fireplaces with friends and out-of-town visitors, Almost everyone has a drink or a taco. In the outdoor section, a hot mic sits plugged up into surround speakers, just waiting for someone to put it to use. Eventually, someone does. You ain't right for doing it to me like that, Daddy. Even though I've been a bad, bad girl. What you gonna do about that? Where are we? Taco Tuesday, a monthly pop-up mixer that caters to the Bay's queer communities of color. The man behind the grill is also one of the organizers of the event, Chef Avery Zeus. I just want, like, a, a community-comfortable space where everyone can, like, kick it, like, and kick back, you know? On today's episode of Right Now-ish, we talk to Avery about food, family, and the importance of creating space right after this. 
You're just comfortable in my skin, skin, skin. Rock it to a waterfall. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member. Get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. Now, after all those good vibes, I had to find out just how it came to be. So I caught up with Avery in a quiet moment after the event. In what ways do you think food brings people together? For me personally, I just like to create an experience. Like, yeah, I, I want people to, like, eat my food and stuff, but I don't necessarily care if people are coming out for the food necessarily. I just want, like, a, a community comfortable space where everyone can, like, kick it, like, and kick back, you know? Um, I see. And so you see the food as just part of that bigger yeah, it's like, tapestry. I feel like the food is a way to invite people in. That's why we have, like... Uh, we did the open mic and stuff, for instance. You know what I'm saying? It's like, if I'm ever going to like do pop-ups or anything like that, um, I just I want people to come for the community. I see, I see, yeah. I see. I mean, it really was that space. It was like, I was telling somebody else this, it was very much giving a preview for my week. I saw, you know, the homegirl that was hosting the Halloween party I ended nice. up going to yeah. that Friday. I saw, obviously, <laughs> our friend from the ball. Yeah. Um, And we talked about, like, how excited we were for that. Mm-hmm, it was... Mm-hmm. I've been through a little bit of the week. I, I've had a taste of trial and tribulation mm-hmm. that Monday and Tuesday brings, <laughs> but it was a nice little jump start. Like it gave me something to enjoy in the moment, but also reminded me, hey, there's something I can look ahead to. Yeah, I'm gonna see these people again. I'm happy you had a good experience. At, um, like you, you came to work, but you had a good time. Though. Like, yeah, that's important. You know? <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm always gonna have a good time. Yeah. There are not a lot of Black-owned, Black-queer-owned spaces where we can just go any day, any time, and, yeah. and get our life. And so I'm wondering, <clears throat> what is the importance of a temporary space, even if it is just that temporary? I mean, like you said, we don't have very... We actually don't... We don't have space... We don't have Black-queer spaces um, at all. And I feel like it's important because it's like nothing like partying with your people. You know what I'm saying? It's like a total different experience. Um, and I feel like, I don't know. I personally, like, I don't care where I'm at. I'm going to do my I'm gonna do my thing. But um, it's not the case for a lot of people, especially like us, you know. Like, sometimes we go to these spaces and we feel like we have to, like, um, code switch, right? And it's like, I feel like it's important that we have these spaces that are centered around us. So we ain't got to, like, worry about stepping into somewhere code switching or, like, you know, I've even had conversations with people and they're like, yeah, you know, they, they can't even dance how they want to dance because they're like, oh, these people can't keep up or these people are going to judge me for doing this, that and the other. And it's like, no, like, 
you know, we deserve to have these spaces to where we can just like really like key key and kick back and not have to worry about the others. You know, I, I don't want to say it like that, but you know what I mean? Like, I mean, you see what's going on in the East Bay and everywhere. Most of the U.S. is is going through like uh, gentrification and, and stuff like that. And we're losing a lot of the culture in these spaces. So it's very important if we can to continue to curate these events where it's centered around black people, POC like we need these spaces because we're losing this is them. where the culture is yeah, created. Yeah, where the culture is. Like we need to keep the culture, you know. One of the organizations doing the work to make sure that these spaces continue to exist is the Transgender Cultural District. Through the district's Entrepreneurship Accelerator program, over 15 small business owners have taken classes on branding, marketing, and making profitable business plans that stick like grits. Avery and four other business owners graduated from the program in November, where they were congratulated by Mayor London Breed herself. So I'm definitely committed to making sure that we continue to work with you all to see more success. This is just the beginning. And I want to say to all the graduates here tonight, congratulations. Um, I heard a lot of interesting things that I want to take part in. I thought Mia's munchies were like, do you eat that before or after you eat something else? <laughs> Each entrepreneur also received seed grants of $10,000 to help launch and expand their business. In our community, no, we do not get these resources and stuff, right? You know, I've been in business, well, I've, I've been like catering, doing pop-ups and stuff for a very long time. Honestly, the amount of information that I've gotten from this program in these few months, uh, I've never like gotten any of this information before. We had a teacher named Beth and she was very, very great. Like honestly gave a lot of great insight on like um, just getting our business plan together and like really like knowing our market, just learning how to make your business profitable. And, and it's very, very helpful to know it. I I'm happy that the Transgender District like created this program, honestly, because like it's, it's definitely needed. LGBTQ-owned businesses are only a fraction of our economy, and transgender-owned businesses are an even smaller fraction of that fraction. As an independent chef, Avery understands the challenges for other Black and queer independent chefs, getting access to affordable kitchen spaces, tools, and other cooking gear. That led him to create Concept Kitchen, a ghost kitchen that provides all of those things. It's not accessible for people trying to get into business, you know, or like try, trying to run their business. It's like you don't want to spend all your money like paying to prep in a kitchen because then you're not really going to make anything. Right. And then also um, just equipment like kitchen equipment is like extremely expensive. You know, like one like little pan can cost you like a hundred dollars. I feel like opportunity is not available to everyone. Um, I've been blessed in a sense of getting opportunity just because like I feel like I have a very great community around me and stuff. And uh, once people try my food, like they'll recommend it to someone else, which is sure hella did. dope. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> I, like, but that's how that's how it should be, you know. So it's like, but the thing is, like, I also work a full time job, so sometimes I can't take these opportunities, and I want to give them to my homies or like give them to people like who are looking for these opportunities. So like, that's really what motivated me to create Concept Kitchen. Is like, yo, I I want to provide this access to people like, you know, kitchen space. I want to give people, like, opportunity. Where does the passion for cooking come from? Food is something big in my family in general. Like, everyone in my family cooks. Uh, like, a lot of my uncles, were like, grew up, like, working in kitchens and stuff like that. But um, what I remember particularly is, like, just always, like, trying to help my mom in the kitchen and my grandma. What kinds of food? 
oh, you know, like soul food, like Come the on. mac and cheese, the greens, you know, the yams. My great grandma used to make a really good peach cobbler and can't nobody in my family like replicate that. So people just stop making peach cobbler because nobody know how to get my great grandma's recipe down. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> Tell us the keys to cooking. Honestly, uh, what do you call I don't have a recipe book or anything. I don't necessarily like follow in, um, recipes to the T. I mostly just like study the ingredients and then tweak it from there. Right. Where um, does that come from, though? What? That, I guess, ability to like see the ingredients to know, OK, there is this seasoning, this mm-hmm. acid, mm-hmm. this salt, this heat. Like, how do you take that and then riff on it? Where does that skill come from? It literally just comes from me cooking for so long, like, and just, like, really, like, knowing, like, what ingredients taste well together. And then also, like, I really love to use fresh herbs, so I think a lot of it comes from that as well. It's just me, like, um, knowing how these fresh herbs taste. There was a moment where you were getting ready for Taco Tuesdays, and mm-hmm. you were cutting up that cilantro. And, baby, when that fresh scent hit the yeah, nose, I was it's like, like, oh, yeah. we're in for it. That's what I love. Like, I really love, um, it's a difference, you know, when you're using the fresh herbs. Like, I feel like people can taste it in the food and, like, um, yeah, I mean, you can smell it, you know, like, and it hits you a certain way. So, like, uh, I really prefer to use, like, fresh herbs if I can. I notice, like, you really don't get a chance to sit back and absorb the event as uh, yeah, it's no, happening because you are on the grill. Yeah. And so what is it like after everything has happened? Like, how do you know it was successful? Uh, Mostly just people telling me that the food was good and stuff. And then, like, uh, also people telling me that they enjoy it. Like, for Taco Tuesday specifically, like, people just saying, like, they enjoyed the vibe and stuff, you know. Um, Or people like, oh, yeah, I'm going to come back. I'm going to tell my friends. Like, and people do that, you know. Like, um, so, yeah, that's how I know it's, it's successful. The holidays are coming up. Um, they're already upon us. How should people who are maybe not as familiar with the kitchen, don't know their way around a salt, fat, acid, and heat, (laughs) um, how can they get better or more adept at throwing down? Watch YouTube. (laughs) Um, and be patient. You know, don't try to rush the process. Like, (laughs) and that goes for the individual dish or for learning just for everything like the individual dish yeah don't try to rush the process like especially if you cook in meat don't try to rush it you don't want to put out no raw meat but uh, (laughs) (laughs) have you had an experience with someone i mean i'll just say the bay area has a lot of potlucks Uh, and i'll leave it there they do actually Thanks, Avery, for coming through and showing love. I can't wait to see you at the next Taco Tuesday. You can follow their page for updates on Instagram at taco.tuesday. Now more than ever, it's important that we are paying attention to spaces that are dedicated to keeping queer people safe. Thanks again to the big man, Pin for letting me slide into the host chair one last time. And remember to hug your loved ones this holiday season. Marisol Medina Cadena is the producer of Right Now-ish. Chris Hambrick is the editor. Seal Muller is our engineer. Rice Stottenborough is our engagement intern. Cesar Saldana and Ria Gerwal are the engagement leads. Ethan Tovin Lindsay, Jin Chien, and Holly Kernan are the KQED execs. I'm your guest host, Corey Antonio Rose, and the regular host of the show is Pindarvis Harshaw. Be the best you can be and have a great day. Right Nowish is a KQED production. 
Funding for Right Nowish comes from the Akhenati Foundation, supporting the development of powerful social change movements to eliminate structural racism. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? Its history, its people, its unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out the Bay Curious book. I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on the Bay Curious podcast, and I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners. Right now, you can get the Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find the link in our show notes. This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast. Happy reading! Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast.